Welcome to Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. Woo-hoo. We're the podcast where we talk about gay stuff and discuss LGBTQ plus history. Yeah. Oh, we are Thomas. Chris. Dusty. And this week we're going to talk to you about Aubrey Plaza Ooh. and this court case called Roe v. Wade. <gasps> no way. Oh, I've never heard of Roe v. Wade. What is that? <clears throat> you ever heard of that? Yeah. Nope. You better walk that fucking duck. <laughs> Sorry. You know, what else? you know what else you should be walking? Your dogs. Oh, yes. And you know what you can do to help your dogs besides getting them, uh, giving them a nice healthy walk is some some, some good dog treats. Mm. You know, so if you have pups, doggies, fur babies, show them some love with baked bones dog treats. They, these aren't just any treats. These are specially baked bones. They have CBD, which is great because CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs. So thankfully, Baked Bones has your dog covered with delicious treats that your dog will surely love. Made from organic uh, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Woo-hoo. You can check out bakedbones.com. Um, Bakebones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and the other benefits they may provide. Baked Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% using the promo code GAYSTUFF15. <laughs> Baked Bones is LGBTQ plus owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Baked Bones is now available in Man Ready Mercantile, which is a store based in Houston and in Austin. Baked Bones proudly donates 10% of all of its profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Baked Bones, baked dogs happy. Whoa. <clears throat> Whoa. Uh, we just ordered some new baked bones, oh, and yes. our dogs were really yummy. And because Aww. you know we live really close to the baked bones gents, they <clears throat> will often um, deliver it. Just swing Ooh. by, yeah, swing yeah. by, and we gotta Stop get it in pretty for quickly. A chat. <clears throat> and they last time they bought this time they bought us it was January sixth, which is uh, religious. Holiday. It's Epiphany. Yeah. So the uh, and and and, no, and let. Latino culture, I should know. Um, <clears throat> something about the baby Jesus. So they have a king cake. It's three kings day, yes. It's, yeah. the, it's, it's the beginning day, yeah. of it's the beginning of Lent. That's uh, when, no, uh, when the kings the actually showed up, right? And they yeah. brought him the frankincense mm-hmm. myrrh and so gold. A, and cake. So you get a king cake. And there's a baby in it, just <gasps> like the king cake and oh, they're Mardi Gras. Yeah. So they, they give us one of those. Mardi Gras. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. They have oh. a, it's the same thing for in Latino culture, Catholic culture. Like well, I can't I say that. Only you can. I can. You can. Uh, but anyway, so they gave us a cake too because they were picked. They stopped by the bakery and said, "Hey, are they?" So they brought this one and cut the first slice, and a baby fell out. Oh, just baby fell out. Well, time like timely that for, happens. Timely, <laughs> timely for this discussion. Uh, but yeah. So, so, but uh, but yeah. So that was kind of fun. Anyways, those baked bones, gents. They're you know quite nice gentlemen. Very quite kind. fine. So if you want to support LGBTQ own businesses um baked bones is a good one to do it helps your dog too so it's a win-win-win you're helping a small lgbtq owned business you're buying a treat for your dog you're and feeling good about being a good pet Uh owner and you're helping your pet look at that and they have wonderful flavors they do Uh, every season season i feel like whenever i first started ordering baked bones they had one flavor Uh and now they've got so (laughs) i think it's amazing Amazing. You know who else is experimenting? Oh, uh, that Republicans uh, <laughs> House member. So last time we were recording. Oh, and by the way, today we're recording on the uh, what is this? The nineteenth of January, which mm-hmm. is a very special day. It's Dolly Parton's birthday. Oh, I was like, it's oh, also Sexitary Pete Buttigieg's birthday. <gasps> yes, 
Come on, booty boy. All the queens. Mm -hmm. uh, but speaking of queens, there's only one queen that we wanted to talk oh. about, which is this awful Republican that we talked about before. <laughs> um, last time again we recorded, there was the House of Representatives didn't have a speaker because the Republicans couldn't get their stuff together. They finally um, uh, nominated a speaker. Made some backdoor deals yeah. somewhere oh, along the line. Deal. You know, oh, I always, oh. always have time for a backdoor deal, you know what I'm saying? Well, apparently so, so is George Santos. <laughs> Or is he? I mean, he's still lying. The Republican Party in New York and his district has said, uh, basically, resign. And other people have called for him to resign. And he's, he's not. Like, no. Partly because the Speaker is like, and the, you know, the House Republicans haven't done it because they're like, that's a vote. And we don't really have a big margin to just be throwing people out of Congress. So they've given him... Uh, leeway. Like, uh, leeway, but they've also given him like committee membership. So, uh, yeah, in the house. Liar. So, I mean, you got him, big liar, big old fat liar, and you got an accused pedophile, um, mm -hmm. uh, Matt Not Gates, uh, there. So, uh, the, and a uh, domestic uh, terrorist, yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene. So, a, a, tr a true, uh, you know, <laughs> accused groomer, uh, and yet they want to come for us drag queens. Uh, I mean, in gay people, but whatever. Um, but drag queens, George Santos again. A noted liar, uh, but apparently he's a drag queen. He was at some time. There's a there's a rumor <clears throat> brewing. An of ex course, friend, not yeah, ex friend <clears throat> said uh, it's always the ex friend. Yeah. that's why you can't piss oh, people off. Absolutely, oh. I know all my ex friends have plenty of dirt on me. I'm like, bring it, girl. Let's talk. Bring those receipts. Is this where you hunting. put the email in? Who is this where you tell about the email? Because you just asked for the stories. Oh yes, send the emails, honey. Send them to the to what's TMZ. Uh, no, send your emails to let's talk about gay stuff at gmail.com. We'll, we'll, we'll talk on. about them on the yeah. air. We'll read yeah. them on. Yeah, we'll have we'll a whole. It. We've done it before. Chris, you know? we have. But hey, if you're doing that, you might as well push the five stars and give let's talk about gay stuff a five star review. Because <laughs> we're, we're Mama. spilling the yes. tea on everyone's life. But do you think George Santos, drag queen, got a five star review? What? No. Girl, look at that face. She was busted. That was. that was well, Allegedly, you, right? Allegedly. She, allegedly. she denied She was allegedly busted. But she, I saw where the, the person, the friend said it that like he wasn't doing it professionally it was just for fun because he said he didn't have any talent because no one wanted to give him tips <laughs> apparently he was going not only by shady. a drag queen name was it was a drag queen oh, name shit. it was like um i don't I know but he also wasn't going by george santos he was going by his middle name when he was traipsing through brazil so hmm. um so yeah so it's all sorts of confusion again he denies uh he says this is part of the the left, you know, extreme left and the <clears throat> biased media coming, you know, building this narrative. That's Baby, we have him. found all of your receipts, uh -huh, literally all of right? them. And not a single one of them was something mm. you actually bought, Mama. Literally everything that you said is a lie. <laughs> so uh -huh. lie, lie, lies of Manelli. Why the oh. fuck is it? Why the fuck is it gonna be? Oh, it's the left liberal media with bias. No, this just you being stupid as fuck. He like said people elected him to do nothing work oh in in the house to represent people to lower inflation to cut taxes um, to you know get the wokeness out of uh, out of America. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he's. A person, but actually, he's a person that has uh, uh, representing what? How many people do does a, uh, a house member represent? Well, it depends. It doesn't depend. Does, I don't know. I what thought it was see? like a like a roundaboutish number of like I wanted to say 
435,000, but that doesn't make sense because... Katara Ravash. Katara Ravash. What kind of Around 700,000 people. Okay. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. That's so 700,000 people he represents. Sadly. Wonderful. Um, but on top of that, we talked about his lie about his mom being near the uh, South Tower <laughs> and 9-11 killed his recently mom. Recently came out that she was not even in, yeah, potentially not even no. in the state when... Uh, oh, she wasn't even... So he can't even blame... It's getting worse and so, worse. So yeah. part of it was like, you know, yeah, it was like, okay, she, was a, a she died survivor, of cancer, survivor. No, she, she died from 9-11. Yeah. And everyone was like, well, she wasn't even in there. It's like, no, it's complications. She died much later from and now you're like, saying she wasn't even yeah, in the state. No, my favorite about your dead mother. My favorite is the Jewish. No, I didn't say yeah. she was Jewish. It was Jew. I said I was Jew-ish. <laughs> yeah. So again, we've got a House member who was elected in November, won election, first out Republican. Uh, so the Republicans were riding this hot. And mm-hmm. Like, oh, see, we're not anti-LGBTQ. We uh, so first and out. LGBTQ person represented uh, flipped a, uh, a seat in New York. So again, this was a good news story for if you're a Republican, mm-hmm. you're like, hey. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it's just all the lies. The New York Times broke the story um, that basically he had a lot of lies on his resume, and then all these other people from you know his past are coming out and saying, yep, uh, he bounced checks. He was a lousy tenant. Um, again, I think we talked about last. Last time was like, oh yeah, we didn't pay twelve thousand dollars in like rent because my mom was sick, and then later it's like, okay, what did you? I mean, you also claim you yeah. have millions of dollars. Did you ever repay? Totally forgot about it because you know you forget twelve thousand yeah, dollars in debt of a place do. that you live. I, I mean, I could uh, and money I, that you owe someone. Right. I'm like maybe you rationalize a little bit as a business owner. You know, if you're if you have a million dollar multi million dollar corporation, that you might not. That might be a debt, like you don't. But it, this was where you lived while your mother right? was sick. Like you, exactly. you would think. I don't know, but thankfully, man, I, I wish I could forget twelve thousand dollars of my student loan debt. Right. Oh, oh. oh. Joe Biden yeah. is trying to. I know, and we're just hung up by. Uh, yeah. Hung up. Speaking of hung up. <gasps> oh, a good did you song hear about Madonna from Madonna. I did hear about Madonna. I am so excited. Tell us about it. tomorrow. She's good. She's. Uh, it's. Oh shit! What's it called? The, it's like a celebration. It, her new it's cel- no, it's not no. celebration. It's something, but it's forty. First of all, forty years. Ooh. Forty years of hits. She's gonna be singing all of her hits over four I'm hung decades. Up, I'm hung up That's on one of you. them. She's doing a tour. A yeah, tour about yeah. four decades of hits. I think I'm gonna do that song at karaoke next time. It's a good song. That is a good. It's song. It's not a very good karaoke song. I did see like a like a recent clip of when uh, Mariah Carey was a, a judge on American Idol and someone was singing like a prayer. They're like, it's not really written as a like a, a singer's song. Oh. I, was like, <laughs> so, I didn't know. She sang. I thought she rapped or something. Yeah, because she's amazing. <laughs> I'm very excited. I want. I want tickets. We'll see. They gonna sell tomorrow though. Are well, you gonna go? I saw her once. I went with uh, Kendall. His de- preacher dad had bought us uh, tickets, him tickets, and uh, uh, and I went. So which was just interesting because he, you know, he made the comment at the time. He's like, I, I would have. Seventeen year old Kendall would have never imagined that his conservative preacher dad. Trumper uh, would have been like, yeah, here are two tickets for you and your boyfriend to but, go to yeah, Madonna. Yeah, we to get to Madonna. It was good, though. She Madonna. was good. I mean, I'm always impressed by her. I was See, the sad thing is hung up. Um, <laughs> I was, like, obsessed with that video because I was like, dang, girl, you 40-something and you doing that thing. And then here I am almost at age when that video came out. He's still doing and, that thing. And I'm not doing that thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not doing that. 20 thing. years ago, I was like, I wish I was, you know, if I'm 45, I'm doing that. And I'm like, I'm almost 45. <laughs> I'm almost 45. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. The girls did tell me the other, <clears throat> the other day there was a high school pic. We were at my grandma's high school graduation picture of me and they're like oh you look the same and i was like oh oh thank you girls you really know how to make a gay man feel proud <laughs> all right and you get like, double dessert tonight and they said except for <laughs> the hair <laughs> you have a lot of gray hair and i'm like oh, at least you still have that yeah hair. Like, like, at least you saw the hair kind of uh, but, no. but also with madonna <gasps> bob the drag queen is touring with her did you know that, that? i saw that what is that they're apparently friends, and oh Bob God, the Drag Queen that. is going to be like opening for her. I don't know if it's like a comedy thing, like oh, beforehand, I, or maybe Bob is going to perform. Oh, is he a D- he's not a DJ, no. Like he, no, like no. Trixie, no, you would yeah. think, like okay, uh, Trixie Mattel, another drag queen. Think okay, maybe some DJing, but Bob, Bob doesn't. What Even does, singing, what do you Trixie, do, Bob? I, see, I have seen Trixie sing and oh, perform. Yeah. it's good. Oh, it's so good. I like. Oh, it. I love Trixie. It's country, it's but that, it's, but it's but it's it's kitschy country. It's, yeah. it's like. 70s Barbie, I love it. It's funny. I liked it. But that's not important. Bob the Drag Queen. I don't know that Bob does DJ. Yeah, so what what, what, what do you do, Bob? I don't a know. A podcast. She's going to sit on the stage. She's going to sit on the stage. Like, everyone just like, like sitting in front row, like, or standing front row, like, Yay. Oh, Bob and uh, what Bob does a Bob the drag queen does a drag uh, like uh, what season was he season eight mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, 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 RuPaul's Drag Race winner, um, but uh, he does a podcast with another winner um, Monet, Monet Exchange, Exchange. Uh, and they I saw them on She's like half a winner. Glad Awards. <laughs> the Glad Awards just came out. Oh, Glad burn. is a uh, a uh, an organization that kind of advocates for representation mm-hmm. in the media so they have an awards uh year uh, they've had it for the last 30 years um and uh so they listed their nominees and they had podcasts and i didn't see our podcast listed there well, but i did see bob's podcast there i did see course. trixie uh her podcast with them um, gotcha. gotcha. uh on there and uh a lot of other ones well we but, can easily um, compete against those two i that's, think so. i think that that's a which no-brainer. also uh-oh. Have you ever seen the movie Bros? I have not, but I need. I want to starring see it. Billy Eichner. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've talked about him on this podcast. Uh, we've talked about Bros because he made a big deal when he was, you know, that movie was coming out. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's first time. It's been, you know, an all LGBTQ plus cast, and we don't have straight people in LGBTQ roles, and you know, we were all feeling good, but people weren't showing up to see the movie. So then he got mad, and, and he's like, he you people are supposed everyone. to go yeah. see this movie. It's you know, people straight people should be able to watch it too, and that was his whole thing. And I finally watched it on the plane, although it was a little bit gratuitous with the like the oh. naked men and like the gay sex men. scenes. Um, not fully naked, but oh. there was like a oh, there no. was a couple like Never orgy mind. scenes uh, ish, you know. And so it's just kind of like ish. again when you're watching it on the plane next to someone, probably not the best thing. So I was just oh like, God. did we have to? Do this? Let me tell you about my the, the, little. I pro decided pro to start uh, watching um, orgies on planes. Watching Game of Thrones on my way oh, to yeah, New thing. Zealand. I was I was a 16 hour flight. And you know, at the, those those planes, they fold out from the middle. They're just like displayed right here in your your crotch, essentially. And I was sitting in the aisle row, and uh, there's a lot of nipple. And lots I was like, of, "Oh my god!" Lots <laughs> like of, covering lots my of, screen. Like lots of nipple, lots of fur, lots uh, of coont, so lots of. Nipples. They even show peen. Um, but Ooh, this 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 movie, bros. 
Billy Eichner is a podcaster about LGBTQ plus oh. history. And then you know what he decides to do with his little podcast and his fame? What? He decides to go make an LGBTQ plus history museum. And the fuck if I've ever said that on this podcast you multiple have. times. You so have. thank you very much, Billy Eigner, for stealing my idea. Oh, I feel really probably because really he listened. Now I think he he did. <laughs> I think he stole my you I on the plane. Did. I was like, what the <laughs> words were coming out of my mouth, but I was on a plane, so I couldn't say them loud. But I was like, oh, that's <laughs> bad. I was like, what the fuck? He stole my idea. And then I came home and I told Spence. And I was like, what the fuck? Billy Eichner stole my idea. And I'm still like, what the fuck? Billy Eichner stole my idea. And they made a movie about it. But you know what? There's still no museum. So, hey, so maybe we, we got a name. We can make it happen. Uh-huh. Let's do it. He so, was it good? Made a, he made a movie about it. Now, let's make a museum. Now, yes. we have to make a movie about making the museum. Oh, let's bitch. make a movie about us making it's a like podcast about, about making the, a museum. So, well, yeah, we have a podcast about making while a museum, about, and that's filmed. It's like a documentary. While talking about a movie that is about a podcast that is about making a museum. It'll be 87 museum. hours long. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm saying. Rewind. Let's play that. <laughs> Rewind and then play it so one is, and, is like it half any good? speed. Oh, yeah, it was good. I'm going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> All that. It's okay. Fucking Once you can get past that. Yeah, it's okay. Well, there was a cute man in it. His little opposite, his little he, boat he was, interest, he was uh, Luke McFarlane. Yeah. yeah, I'm get it. I'm he, like, he is a, He was shirtless many a times. Know, Luke, and I'm yeah, like, and he yeah, deserved to be. This yeah, like. I'm like, uh, he's, do he's the attractive thing. man. You haven't seen the previous? I'm, look, well, it's been not off the top of my head. Like, and Billy Eichner was in good man. form. My sister did say yeah. uh, a gentleman that you are familiar with. Uh, um, Harry Styles. And they and it, like represented Billy Eichner. And I was like, oh. you know. And then I looked at that movie and I was like, yeah, he's, he's got Wait, some Wait, someone that I'm familiar with? Yeah. Like one of my friends? Oh, uh, he's Canadian. It starts with the Al and ends with the Lynn. Oh. Yeah. Oh. No. So, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I see it. Okay. Um, but uh, Luke McFarland. I'm looking. Wait, he looks like him? No. No, no that Billy. is the man. Billy Eichner. That is the love interest in the story. Oh, yeah. let's get it. Luke McFarland. Uh-huh. Hottie McCotterson. Billy hey, Eichner. He's my age. Billy Eichner was doing yeah. the thing. Um. Uh, he was, he was, like, you know, he could tell, you could tell he worked out for that one. So he Billy did. Eichner was, was, was oh, doing it. Billy. But it was, yeah, it was a good, it was well represented class, uh, cast of, you know, people from all walks of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, it was fun to see uh, if there was the, uh, the neighbor from Married with Children, uh, Marcy. If you yes. remember that, she was in there as an, el- as like an elderly woman, but like as, uh, well, she's old now. She, yeah, she was, but she was like a mom in that, like a, like a, like a our age mom so like a mom in her 60s or 70s so it was kind of just it was like it was interesting to see but it was just kind of like oh i missed her like where's she been amanda burn burns i think is her name but um, beers yeah yeah so it was fun to see her and just in back i'm like all right welcome i mean she was playing a straighty but uh i know um, that coach beast from glee was also in it yeah so yeah a bunch of cool people so it was well cast Uh, i think i thought um the movie was good it was a romantic comedy which is not my jam um so it was it was cheesy but it was um, supposed to be like a fun. gay rom-com like yeah. a gay rom-com yeah. that straight people could watch yeah. it's like the whole was his whole shtick and there were moments where you're like yeah oh yeah ha 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 and then you're like oh and then you're like oh and you're like yay like cheesy rom-com yeah. is it like we the Hallmark one well that's Christmas 
Yeah, but I still have good Hallmark. It wasn't that cheesy. It wasn't oh, yeah, Hallmark yeah. cheesy. Not Hallmark cheesy. But it was pretty, pretty like, it was like, I'd, I'd, I'd uh, analogous to any pick a J-Lo uh, rom-com from 2000 to 2007. Like it was, Made in Manhattan. Yeah. Monster-in-law. Monster-in-law. Yeah. Name another J-Lo. Julie. What? No, I'm kidding. The Cell. Not, no, rom-com. Oh, the fuck. <laughs> Well, it's a good movie. Well, Love don't rom-com. cost a thing. That's a music video. Oh my god, it is a it's a good movie though. Jenny so. from the Block. No. Oh, that's a good one though. There's a good line she has from there at the beginning. She said, "This is when she was dating Ben, and she said, go I they said he could get off, but you better be back here Monday morning at seven thirty. And so I always thought that was a funny line. But she's dating him again. They're married. They're married now. Yeah, so oh, they're not dating. Fuck if I know. Yeah. Jesus. Well, yeah. I guess you don't know. <laughs> Uh, and sad gay news, a hundred oh uh, anti-LGBTQ bills are being proposed. Oh, I saw that. It's only the like the third week of January in 2023. You got all these um, uh, le- state legislatures that are run largely by Republicans passing these anti-LGBTQ laws. Uh, of course, good old state of Texas, <laughs> Woo! Woo! leading the charge in the number of proposed anti-LGBTQ Ooh, laws. Let's play. Let's play. I guess out of the hundred something. Yeah. How many you think? I'm gonna go 67. 36. Oh. Ooh, I was. You would have lost the prices, right? Yeah. Although they did do 76 bills in the last session, because uh, Texas meets every oh, two years. Look, we're going um, down. Yeah, you know, well, someone's going down. <laughs> I'm um, yelling timber. Yeah. But uh, oh, and, and all these hundred, hundred plus uh, bills. You've got a <laughs> lot of tra- anti-trans bills. Um, they're banning things from like transition-related uh, care. Um, in Oklahoma, they want to ban this, the, the getting the, the uh, uh, transition-related uh, therapy for folks up to the age of 26. Oh, shit. They said, well, you know, this is serious and it, it's not reversible. If someone you know, starts a drinking problem, they can always front, stop drinking. frontal lobe is not developed yet yeah, until definitely. you're at the age of 25. Uh, of course, there's still a lot of bills that uh, are targeting our youth, uh, you know, uh, transgender youth, and saying, hey, you can't play in the sports that you identify. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of uh, anti-LGBTQ uh, bills uh, targeting drag queens. Um, so male and female impersonators, as they're calling them. Uh, of course, these are aimed at protecting the children because they're being exposed to these explicit drag queens. And, you know, some of these folks defending these laws are like they're similar to, you know, protecting kids from going to strip clubs. That's absolutely not. Also, how many of those Congress people are also just going to strip clubs <laughs> while putting all these while reading the bill? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that shit. I mean, because, you know, a drag... Listen, there are plenty of inappropriate things that go on in drag shows. But I do not think those are the ones... They are happening at bars at night. But they're also not where, geared towards children. Exactly. Up, like, exactly. Children are not able... So, if your children adult. are in that bar... Something illegal is happening. You brought them with you. You, you are doing something illegal. <laughs> and the bar is doing something illegal by letting a child yes. into that bar. Not the drag queen, right. honey. Yes. Uh, and, and you know, if it is geared towards, uh, you know, a family-friendly environment, you usually have a family-friendly show. I can't say without 1,000% certainty. No, I mean, there's, good, but, there's normally, but, like, a warning of, like, PG-13. Yeah. Like... And then, of course, like, for example, Hamburger Mary's. When they have the 7 o'clock show, that's mostly PG-13. And then the 10 o'clock show is uh, R-rated. But then and when do we stop holding sure... parents account? I mean, like, what, how do we no longer hold? It's like, the if parents' that's, choice. That's what I'm saying. But, but 
On top of that, they are making this argument about the parent's choice in education right now. That's the, one of the uh-huh. biggest things, right? But then apparently it's not parents' choice to take them to a drag show or do something like a drag, that's what I'm saying. Like, drag queen story hour. The drag queens about, aren't over here flashing tits while they're, they're not, reading it's not books like to children. They're selling, Even if they are, they're fake tits. They're, they're like yeah. plastic. Not they're not, like, selling they're like not like a boob job. It drag is, scout it is like door a door. You have to go. But you take them to fucking, uh, if you walk Hooters, down the streets Hooters. in, uh, or Hooters, or walk down the streets in Las Vegas, just like <laughs> in a family trip for whatever reason. Because apparently families go to Las Vegas and there's just you know the, the the what the people are always handing out to go to the strip clubs. There's just boobs all over the street, and these little just tickets. lay in there. You're just They're waiting. Laying there, it's like what the fuck? Nipples to the left and right. Oh, absolutely, plenty of nipples. Yes. Um, in Arizona, they're <laughs> they're uh, proposing laws that uh, in uh, against uh, any person that's wearing clothing or makeup opposite of the person's gender at birth and uh, exaggerating gender signifiers and roles and engaging in singing, dancing, or monologues or skit in order to entertain an audience. So you're not allowed to do pantomime. You're not allowed to do drama. Right. Because that's considered so drag. So you are stage makeup. So what's going to happen with all the, the, the law enforcement that's called to enforce this, but then now you have other crimes being committed because... While they're busy ticketing someone wearing makeup, somebody's murdering someone. Yeah. But they can't make it there because they're busy ticketing. Well, a that's drag a queen. big deal. I mean, that, but like, I mean, are we going to. Uh, I don't understand that. Yeah. It, it, it's very hypocritical, right? You go to the. the that, that's another example. Like, oh, you know, we don't want someone under the. Uh, or, uh, up until age 26 can't make a decision about what they want to do with their body. Uh, but uh, I want them to fight the war at age eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them to vote, I, I, smoke, I, drink. Well, they don't want us to vote. They, they, can't they smoke want to change about it. <laughs> that, didn't they get changed <gasps> to twenty yeah. one? They can well, but not to twenty six. If your brain's not ready for twenty six, yeah. you're smoking you're before right, that. Yeah. They can't That's own, five years of lung they can't, problems. They can't own a gun. I mean, they can own a gun without any restrictions. Yeah, that's not a problem. Uh, so, or you can just murder someone in the streets at the age of sixteen and get away with it, yeah. Kyle. Uh, <clears throat> yep. So. Um, it's just, I mean, if, if, if you've been listening to this podcast since we started in 2019, uh, you there, you, we have told plenty of stories mm-hmm. from history where, um, they had laws on the books that you couldn't be a cross-dresser and then you could go to jail. And if you go to jail and get arrested, that's on your record. And that affects your ability to keep your job or find right. a new job. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, again, as a, as a conser- fiscal conservative, you don't want to, you know, have the government support anyone. Uh, your tax do- hard-earned tax dollars going to support people who can't get a job. But you also want to prevent people from getting a job just because they are dressed in basically a costume, right? Uh-huh. Or forget drag queens that are dressing up in a costume for entertainment to make money you're someone who wants to feel comfortable and that's how they want to express themselves dressing a man who wants to dress as a woman why do you care if they want to paint their nails or wear an earring or two or you know wear a halter top spence just bought a uh fun little uh uh, we were at a thrift shop and he's like oh i like that shirt and we get it and then we kind of cut to when we get home he's like looking it up the brand and because it was like from the 90s I mean, old stuff, right from the '90s. Wow, can you imagine it, being from the '90s? It was a it no, was a woman's brand. Can't. So I mean, but this is shit that you know you could get. You're you're painting nails, which you know, I don't currently. You could get arrested for that. I know that's crazy. That's what I'm saying. And now that the HISD is about to be run by the state of Texas, like you could be a very real thing. Yes. So I think it's uh, freaking bananas. Show. 
In the I, words of Gwen Stefani, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. I uh, seem to remember from <laughs> Sorry, understanding my uh, gay history <gasps> oh. that about, what, 52 years ago, there was a similar law that was in the books uh, in New York, and things got a little heated, and then a brick threw, flew through a window, and then there was a huge revolution. People died. People died <laughs> at this little it. bar called Stonewall. <laughs> Wait. Nobody, no one died. Nobody, nobody died. died. Uh, but no, for real. Like that is uh, this is an argument that we've already had fifty years ago. Yeah, we're having we, it again. Guess we're what? having it all over again in 2023. All over again. <laughs> again and again. And now you're back from out. Yeah, it's stay in outer space though. Anti LGBTQ laws because it's yeah. not great. But I mean, it's it is a lot of going backwards. Wisconsin, another just to kind of round out these anti LGBTQ laws. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a they passed a, a I guess the Democratic controlled um, government at the time in Wisconsin said you know, passed. I don't think they passed a law, but they. The kind of like an executive order said, "Hey, um, you know, none of this conversion therapy. Like, you can't make people counsel people out of being gay or, you know, out of being transgender." Well, the Republicans uh, that are in the state house there, they said, "No, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna ban, we're gonna veto that ban, basically." So, um, in Wisconsin, you can, you know, once again now conversion therapy. conversion therapy. So. Um, yeah, if you're looking to take your queer son or daughter and don't want them to be gay, just send them to Wisconsin. I'm kidding. That's a no. joke. That's awful. That is yeah. like, I mean, you have countries that, I mean, we have state pockets of this country that are saying, yeah, let's do conversion therapy that's going to harm that's people. Cool. Like, Mentally, it fucks people up, and there's a reason why suicide rates are so uh-huh. high uh-huh. among LGBT uh-huh. youth. Decades like, of like harm uh, to to these individuals. They'd rather be dead than be gay and living. Easier. Like because it's easier. Yeah. Like that's absolutely insane. If you are a parent and you would rather your child be dead than be gay, then you should not be a parent. Like it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's a sad state that we're kind of teetering in. Again, we've made progress. We talked about some some big wins. Um, you know, the fact that we can talk about it and, and, and opine on how great the movie was of an LGBTQ cast like in the movie like Bros. Uh, it's progress, right? We weren't doing that in the, you know, 50 years ago before Stonewall. But uh, but the fact that we're like revisiting some of these laws, it's just it seems bizarro. Yeah. Mm-mm. The fact that we just celebrated 50 years of Stonewall two years, three years ago, two years ago, however long it was, uh, and, like, this is all just the conversation that we're having right now. Like, we just celebrated all the progress we made since then, and now there's laws in certain books in certain states that, no, you can't have more than certain amounts of clothing on of the opposite gender, and, like, it's just, it's depressing. Yes. And speaking of 50 years ago, 50 years ago was the uh, marks on January 22nd marks the decision of Roe v. Wade uh, from the Supreme Court. Uh, But before I want to get into that, I mean, it's not all doom and gloom. We do have, uh, again, uh, we've made a lot of progress in the LGBTQ plus community. We proudly certify LGBTQ owned businesses and some of the organizations to do that are the Greater Houston LGBT Chamber of Commerce through the National uh, uh, Gay and Lesbian 
being chamber of commerce. So uh, you can, and, and why are those chambers of commerce important? Because it provides a forum that um, advances economic equity for the LGBTQ plus community and LGBTQ owned and allied businesses. Uh, and so if you're looking to like, hey, I don't like these anti-LGBTQ laws, help infuse money into the LGBTQ economy through uh, consumers or through small businesses. And a great way to find out about LGBTQ owned and allied businesses Mm -hmm. is through the Greater Houston LGBT Chamber of Commerce. Um, You can learn about more how to celebrate and support LGBTQ plus owned and allied businesses at HoustonLGBTChamber.com. That's, again, HoustonLGBTChamber.com. Use it all the time if I'm like, hey, plumber, or hey, yep. electrician. And by the way, we do have a plumber and an electrician as part of these. I uh, um, met a lesbian-owned electrician-like company, which is awesome. Ooh, so I'm like, honestly, work catering uh literally honestly work like swag like (laughs) yes uh uh your promotional items like all sorts of things that you can do and make connections and hey if you're like hey i'm not a small business owner um i i already give my my pink dollars to lgbtq owned and allied businesses i might be looking for a new career opportunity there are a lot of corporate sponsors i think over 30 corporate sponsors that you can connect and network with and maybe find yourself another job your next career opportunity so um i know i bounced many yeah, ideas off of you yes so the houston lgbt chamber.com check it out love it all right um what you know about roe v wade that it protected the right for a woman's oh. right to choose yeah yeah sadly it was overturned right last, yeah, last year last year um yes so roe v wade landmark supreme court case that decided on january 22nd 1973 um so the case involved a pregnant woman um who brought a class action lawsuit uh and i'll get into this like she didn't really bring it in her lawyers brought it in um challenging the constitutionality of the texas criminal abortion law so did you know she was out of texas this i did not um um, miss roe um and the law prohibited procuring or attempting an abortion except if to save the life of the mother um the supreme court at the time in 1973 held that um state criminal abortion laws they violated the due process clause of the 14th amendment um and uh which protects states uh, against state action to the right of privacy including a woman's qualified right to terminate her pregnancy um so it's, when they made this ruling it struck down many abortion laws at the federal and state level um it did allow states to pass laws if it promoted the interests or health of the mother and to promote the interests uh, in the potentiality of human life. So, again, the, why we had the Dobbs case, which is what overturned mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade, uh, is because this Roe v. Wade still, while it said, hey, you can't take away a woman's right to to an abortion, like she can have a right to abortion, but you can re- have some restrictions, which was a lot of the, what kind of got into the essence of the of the many challenges against Roe v. Wade and ultimately the decision in Dobbs case, because we're like, oh, well, we can regulate it up to 12 months, uh, or not 12 months, 12 weeks, which is another Supreme Court ruling, I think it was Parenthood versus Casey, said, okay, um, we're going to define trimesters, uh, and you can only, you know, you you can't regulate it up prior to you know 12 weeks and then that that got challenged because the i think the dobbs case ultimately challenged it there that case was out of mississippi that was regulating you couldn't have or maybe it was the texas law that said you couldn't have they were restricting abortions after six weeks of of since birth which any you know, pregnant woman will say <laughs> 
it's, sometimes it takes longer than six weeks before they know if they're mm-hmm. pregnant or not. But anyways, that kind of gets at the essence of like why that law was overturned. But again, Supreme Court with the Roe v. Wade um, decision permitted women to get a, the right uh, to they had the right to an abortion, which they didn't have previously. So all sorts of you know back alley things were happening uh, because women were still getting abortion even though they weren't legal prior to 1973. Uh, they were just doing it in harmful ways. Which again, we might may be finding ourselves in the same situation soon. Um, but it was interesting because you know we this has been such a controversial issue for all of my life, um, all of our lives. Uh, I mean, that, yeah, I was gonna say it still is because mm-hmm. this was something that was in the seventies. Yep. And the fact that it came back and bit us in the ass fifty years later, almost fifty years later, because it didn't make the fifty mark. It was still forty nine years, y'all. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it was like. Uh, it was literally like, oh, this will be fine. And then it wasn't. It was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, this is 50 years old. It's been in the books this long. We thought it was a it like, matter, protected yeah. thing. Uh-huh, yeah. And I was like, no, goodbye. Like, It was a 7-2 decision mm-hmm. at the time. When granted, overturning was a 6-3 decision. But the fact that it was like, so skewed that way, you would, yeah. have think, you would have thought, to your point, like, this thing's not going to yeah. be overturned. But sure as hell did. Uh, all in 2020-22. Yeah, I bet most people... <laughs> I would think that most people <laughs> wouldn't have realized that it could be over. I mean, I, you know, like, the bulk I of people... I took it for granted. After 50 years, like, a bulk, people, a bulk of people, I don't think, probably realized it was even something that could be changed. Yeah. It was just... That was, that's how that it was. was they yeah. thought it was law. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, which mm. elections matter, right? I mean, Trump got... Uh, now, Wait, granted... Yeah. Uh, Trump shouldn't have one of those Supreme Court picks because mm. fucking Mitch McConnell uh, mm. deprived Obama of his uh, uh, for a year and a half, right? Yeah, but uh, but whatever for another time. Anyways, let's get to the, the like the the like the actual case. Like, how did this come? Do you know anything about uh, uh, Miss Rowe? Not off the top of my head, but I, I know, know that there are reports from Republicans that come and say, "Oh, well, she changed her mind like a year oh, or two yeah. after, or mm-hmm. something like that." She's an interesting character, uh, and for a variety of reasons. So, born September twenty second, nineteen forty seven, in Louisiana, um, she didn't grow up in a great household. Her mother was physically abusive and verbally abusive. Uh, her brother was mentally ill, and her father was basically not pre- present. Um, the woman, her name is Norma McCorvey. So um, Roe uh, is, is Norma McCorvey. She has, uh, in the course of kind of her short, like, well, she lived until 2017, but in the course of, you know, from being born in 1947 to when this case happened in 1973, um, a lot of stuff happened. Uh, she was homeless. She was doing drugs. She got addicted to you know drugs and alcohol. She was a, 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 a sex worker. Um, she had uh, a child uh, in 1965. So she was, um, and she's from Texas. So she was living in Houston at the time. Had her first daughter, 1965. H-town, baby. So that puts her at <laughs> 65. That puts her at 18 years old, right? <laughs> Representing. Uh, so sorry. Her, her <laughs> so mother fresh. adopted her um, her daughter, and we again we talked about her mother was like uh, physically and, and mentally abusive. Um, so she this was as a result of a marriage. So at the time, Norma was working uh, as a car hop. She met this customer. I mean, then they uh, it sounds like random. Like they went off and get married. Like they mm-hmm. had a relationship that evolved. They eventually got married. She's married at age sixteen. 
um, and then you know has has a baby. She eventually loses, uh, or she leaves that husband before the, she even has the baby because the man was physically abusive. And so her mom decides, okay, I will take care of this baby. Uh, Norma maintains that her mom kind of tricked her into uh, to taking the baby and signing the adoption papers over to uh, t- signing that baby over because she didn't approve of her her lifestyle. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was uh, uh, her mom says, yeah, with her lifestyle, she was a he- um, she was a heavy drinker and using drugs, so I, I didn't want to take her away from 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 Norma. Um, and then uh, two years later, she had a second daughter. Um, this daughter was raised by um, uh, by her own father, uh, and uh, and the the dad of the second daughter wanted to get married and make a home, but Norma didn't want that, so she left, and then this dad raised her her second daughter and then uh she gets pregnant again and and gives birth in the uh, or gets pregnant again in uh 1969 um and this is the row baby yeah um and so she uh wa- um so this is the so she's pregnant and uh um she waits a bit to tell the, the uh before she goes to the doctor uh and then when she's when she's waiting for the doctor, when she finally makes it to the doctor, she's sitting in an exam room. She's looking at other patients, and she inquires um, to some of these other patients about an abortion. They say, "Hey, an abortion's illegal, but you could go over here for two hundred fifty dollars, and they could give you one." The back alley um, abortion. Yes. Um, uh, Welcome back. She asked the doctor again. The doctor said it's illegal, uh, but uh, referred her to an adoption t- attorney. Um, so she uh, decided to go out. Finally, as she leaves the doctor's office, she's like, "Okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get an abortion." So she goes to this office, and it turns out it's a dentist office. Uh, so she's feeling very angry, and at the same, she's angry and then happy because she's like, "Oh, well, maybe I'm not gonna go. Like, okay, maybe I do want to have this baby, right? And I'm not gonna um, go through this procedure." Um, and then she cries because she, again, she's really frustrated. Uh, but she eventually like found her way like to this adoption attorney uh, that was referred to her by the doctor and the doctor um, this this attorney rather um, kind of catches wind of her case and he says um, let me introduce you to someone else um, uh, oh, attorney friend of his uh, named Sarah Weddington and who eventually becomes a, the lawyer in this big Roe v. Wade case um, and so the interesting thing about Sarah Weddington is she also had a previous uh, she also had an, uh, an abortion uh, so she was uh, very much a feminist a women's mm-hmm. right activist um, a lawyer in the 60s right so just imagine like there's there, there's not a huge pool of women, women lawyers, lawyers and women so, are just mm-hmm. uh, starting to get bank accounts. <laughs> Yeah, right. And, yeah. and this I think is, that's around the time. It was either that or the seven early seventies. And this yeah. is in Texas, uh, and so yeah, so it's not like people are just embracing women. But she's again de- definitely a, a feminist. So Weddington, Sarah Weddington, invites McCorvey over to dinner, and then introduces her to another lawyer, a friend of hers, Linda Coffey. So Linda and and Sarah are are the lawyers that wind up kind of taking this case to the Supreme Court. Um, both the women had graduated from law school, and again they were keen to like we're going to take this Texas law on uh and we've talked about similar cases like um like lawrence v texas you know where you get these like they're kind of one-off cases you've got reluctant plaintiffs they're like uh i just want to you know 
I just want this to go away. They're like, no, nah, I'm going to get it. You've, you've got some lawyers that say, oops, lawyers that say, we're going to, yeah, we're going to get this. Uh, and this is the one that happened. And so, um, so yeah, they were, they were ready to take on this suit against Texas. They had been shopping around for plaintiffs. Uh, and there was a couple who was on, uh, who was married and they were like, okay, well, yeah, we'll try this out. Um, and so their case was like, well, we don't want to have kids. If we do have kids or, you know, it's going to cause us financial strain, mm-hmm. mental anguish. We don't want this um and uh but as they were thinking about that case they're like this is really not going to have a lot of standing um they just don't want it yeah they're like that's (laughs) not a reason to fight these abortion laws um but mccorvey at the time she was homeless her words and lived in a park she sold flowers and uh and an underground newspaper that talked about the types of availability of illegal drugs so um so over pictures of beer and pizza, which I think is interesting. I mean, this is McCorvey's account of it. She's like over pictures of beer. <laughs> she was pregnant uh, at the it. time. So it was the seventies. Yeah. yeah that's, so that's they're kind saying. of brainstorming, you know, what about this case? And uh, you know, they kind of they come up with this name Roe because they're like, okay, Jane Doe. What rhymes with Doe? And they go through the alphabet and they kind of stop at R and say, all right, Roe. Jane Roe. Jane Roe. <laughs> um, and Jane also has a connection. It's not just Jane Doe, but there's like. Um, uh, forgetting like um, McCorvey, she had uh, um, she had some familiarity with the name Jane, like a, a dog, doll, something. I'm sorry, I'm not getting that right. Had a like Janie was a yeah. Oh, no, Janie was the name of her imaginary friend uh, when she was a kid, and so she's like, oh Janie Rowe, let's go with Jane oh. Rowe. So um, and so what uh, uh, um, Norma says is like, okay, we had this decision. Uh, we we had this discussion and uh, they were really again just looking these two lawyers were looking for plaintiffs and she fit the criteria she was white she was young she was pregnant and she wanted an abortion and because she couldn't she was poor she couldn't afford to go to out of state so she's yeah. like bound by like this thing this darn Texas law doesn't let me do it and so they were like and and she was also um, you know she didn't have a lot to lose so she, and to some extent she yeah. could kind of handle the publicity um, she was five months pregnant she they felt she fit the bill so after this meeting um though like mccorvey she's she's depressed about her place in life she she was drinking out she went back and drank alcohol she owns she attempted her own life uh she's living with her her dad at the time she slits her own wrist her father asks what's going on she explains what well, she's pregnant thinking about her abortion she's the reason i mentioned this is because part of what she says and when she comes out as uh, uh an anti-abortion uh activist she's like I didn't even know what an abortion was. I thought abortion was, and her dad also, she thought it was something like you could just basically, you weren't, in a sense, killing the baby, as she describes it. You were just making the pregnancy go away as though it never existed, like reversing time and the, the it's like the you know the whole concept she didn't get that hey yeah, once that you know, once the the sperm and the egg meet there's life starting baby, to form yeah. right and so um so she she was like i didn't know, know what it was um and so she goes and finally says okay i'm she agrees with with the lawyers weddington and coffee like i'm gonna do this case i'll sign an affidavit she didn't read the affidavit she claims and she was t- she told the lawyers hey i just trust you uh and never inquired That's about a lot of trust. what an abortion was uh and she says they only told me it's a it's only tissue uh were her words and um she claims that she didn't know that the baby was alive and a separate human being she again she just thought it was going to prevent the pregnancy 
Um, You're already pregnant. Right. Um, <laughs> somehow re-prevent. I have no idea. Re-prevent. <laughs> but she never questioned it. Uh, but she. So that was it. So the, the case was off and running. Interestingly, I, she was never questioned in the case, never cross-examined, like never put on a stand to testify. The lawyers just took this affidavit and kind of ran with it and made their case. Um, she said she only met her lawyers twice, once over the pizza and the second time to sign the affidavit. So Did this, she didn't have to be in court? No. What the fuck? Yeah. And they went all the way to the Supreme Court. Yes. And she didn't have yes. to be in Supreme right. Court. Right. And there were multiple cases wow. that were going up and that did not get picked up, uh, that got turned down or that got heard and struck down or whatever. Um, so the case was filed on March th- 3rd, 1970. Uh, and the because they were shopping around for different lawyers, they, they uh, different plaintiffs, they found enough cases. They're like, we're going to bring these all together and make a class action lawsuit. Uh, this because they were riley, they were saying, if we, this is just a one-off, yeah, like if it's just a rose yeah. case, we're not, we're probably not going to win. Or if we do win, it's just going to be specific to her. She's like, the, the lawyers were like, I want to make sure that this rep, this impacts women all across the board. Um, so they hear there was a hearing in, in May and ended in June seventeenth. Um, originally, the, the three-panel judge that this was heard in in Texas that heard this case in Texas. Um, they struck down all the Texas abortion statutes. Uh, the state, of course, appealed, and then the court go, the case goes to the Supreme Court in 1971. Um, the case, the the court hears the case again in 1972, and then ultimately ruled in 1973. Um, interestingly, wait, 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 did she have the abortion though? Oh yeah, got to get to that. Stop yeah. jumping the oh, sorry, gun. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh my god, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good question. I mean, I was like, Jesus. At this Speaking point, the baby's already three years old. <laughs> so she's putting the baby through college. <laughs> Interestingly, because <laughs> uh, remember, sped up too much. Yeah, yeah. Remember when, uh, when the Dobbs case, right, the one that overturned uh-huh. Roe v. Wade came out, there was a leak. Apparently, like there were leaks on this case too in terms of like what the was happen. Yeah, yes. Freak a leak. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, so there was a leak about what was going to happen because this case was heard twice in the Supreme Court. Because in the course of when it was heard initially in 1971, and then again finally decided in 1973, like two two of the justices retired, and there was just a bunch of wonkiness that went on. That ultimately, again, it was heard twice, which I think I've never heard of a Supreme I'm sure it's happened before, but I've never heard of a Supreme I'm sure Court it happened like all the time, but like yeah. when we're like, oh, okay, fine. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so the decision, the, the, in 1973, we hear the decision, um, and uh, yeah, that uh, the, the, the famous landmark decision, uh-huh. Roe v. Wade, is decided, uh, and women are allowed to have an abortion. Um, yeah, but to your question, what happened to the baby? Yeah, she had the baby. The baby was born. Uh, the baby was given up for adoption, uh, and um, the mom, you know, could have taken like uh, Norma's mom could have taken it, but she didn't want to take care of another baby. So the baby, <laughs> like, been done the baby was given up for adoption. Seven years ago, no, no. Um, but also maybe a valid question: Does this baby that was given up for adoption know that this was all because of them? Uh, in 1989, uh, she finds out that it is, and it's back. It's actually the National Enquirer that kind of is like, uh, like ambushes her, catches her off guard, and said, "Hey, are you? Nor- uh, you know, uh, her name is Shelley." Um, 
Shelly, Shelly, Shelly. I was just joking. I didn't yeah. think this was real. So they're like, are you Norma McCorvey's daughter? And she's like, huh? They're like, you're the row baby. And so uh, she finds out. Uh, and so, and then Norma McCorvey's trying to get in, back in touch with her. Uh, and the two it, you know, never wind up meeting in person. Aww. But because um, because Norma McCorvey was uh, opportunistic. Aww, uh, and so, and, and, and the daughter alleges, she's like, it was never a matter of like her wanting to like, try to reconnect and you know just i don't even want to say be a mother figure but just kind of reconnect and like on a personal level she was like she was out to talk to me for for purely uh self uh, selfish reasons more pu- or less. publicity to show yes. like oh look uh miss roe got in touch with her baby shelly lynn Th- thornton is her name okay. um okay so what's the lgbtq implication this gets interesting because normally like i said is uh, is an interesting character um she's working uh one of the things that she she maintains about kind of her her role as roe as this influential figure she's like basically the lawyers ran off won the case and they didn't really want to hear from her now remember you've got this like feminist like proud like in these lawyers who are well accomplished and um then you've got <laughs> i'm so sorry yeah. a joke <laughs> then, then, <laughs> i was like oh my god they are accomplished that is not the i mean they're lawyers women lawyers really <laughs> rude did you go to law school no. <laughs> that's that the even, worst time to do that is that even a thing <laughs> it hit the wrong spot and really got me goodness mm. sorry <laughs> So you've got this proud feminist, largely educated, right? You think of the Gloria Alreds who we talked uh-huh. about um, and all these uh, other women uh, that are powerful and successful. And then you've got Norma, who's, uh, you know, a, a recovering drug addict, uh, homeless in between jobs. Like, uh, So it is. Uh, she's not fitting the prototype. And she just kind of says whatever's on her mind. So, uh, so people don't necessarily like invite her to things they're not always trying to talk to her uh and um she's not the poster child and so meanwhile everyone else like the lawyers are getting a lot of publicity and she's like hey what about me um so she was wind up in the 90s where we'll fast forward there she's working in an abortion facility um clinic so she's still you know part of the you know uh, abortion cause right supporting that effort she's she works at the clinic where she takes blood pressure and pulse she's holding the women's hands during the procedures uh that they're having and trying to distract them like as they're going through this procedure she later describes she's like these are painless procedures but she's like they're squeezing the hell out of my hand uh and then she's also like she just starts to have a change of heart she gets influenced by um an evangelical minister and and then Mm -hmm. who's a leader of an anti-abortion organization called operation rescue uh and then in 1995 she's she's fully flipped she's baptized uh on national tv here we are and um yeah um she's because it was all publicity she's now Uh, you said opportunistic yeah it's all opportunistic they're paying her lots of money and now they get the ones that you're on our Uh side we can say oh she had a change of heart look what we you're anti 
your own. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. So, and they, they use it to the T, right? She converts to Catholicism as well, writes a book, One by Love, and talking about her religious conversion. She is the, you know, anti-abortion, pro-Christian, like, face of, like, this is what, see, they yeah. were wrong all the time. How often do you have a plaintiff that wins a landmark Supreme Court case to say that decision was wrong? Uh, part of what I'm, this account that I'm telling you is her another signed affidavit that she submitted in 2003 saying, basically, like, I was scammed, I was duped, I didn't know what I was getting into, no one even mm-hmm. talked to me, and uh, the cause basically just abandoned me. Um, and so in 2000, she becomes more prominent because you think about it, like all the conservative outlets, right? Um, she's a, a very active anti-abortion uh, activist. In 2003, again, she agreed to, to be a, a, a plaintiff. Uh, saying that, again, she was held under, um, she pursued the Roe v. Wade under false assumptions. So she was trying to overturn Roe v. Wade, uh, taking that up to the Supreme Court. Um, again, and this was 20 years ago. Yes. In the 2000s, she's supporting Republican candidates and protesting against, you know, Democratic candidates. Um, so very active. Um, but, you know, she later confesses because there's a documentary um, uh, out there called AKA Jane Roe that was released in 2001 mm-hmm. on FX. And you can see some tubes uh, uh, clips on YouTube that, uh, you know, at the time of her death, she dies in 2017 in Katy, Texas. That she reveals in this that she was basically using the yeah. anti-abortion cause. And they also say, you know, we were kind of like, they're like, we were hurt that the fact that she said that, you know, she didn't care what a woman did. She's like, women had a right to choose. Um, they're like, oh my gosh, this is so painful. But they're like, also painful. You know, it's hard to admit, like, she took our money, but we also used her, right? Mm-hmm. We knew what we were doing in terms of using her. So, um, you know, there's some debate in terms of, like, what she's saying when she was recording that last, because she's hooked up uh, to, to a bunch of, you know, things. She's in bad shape when she's recording this documentary and this kind of her confession. Like, uh, uh, there's was she doing that for money? Yeah. Was she only saying, "Hey, all I, of it has yeah. been for money"? It's yes. not, well, and it sounds like she has, she might have some just some issues. I mean, even before this case, it sounds like she just had a had a rough go at life. Yes, so I mean, again, she's she, predispositioned to yes. be a little bit easily swayed, easily you know motivated by money and you know outside forces yes and you know she says she didn't care if a woman got an abortion she said it's a choice and so which again would counter this you know anti-abortion um stance she took from the you know, mid-90s to to the time for well, death i think that was like i said opportunistic they were like hey you were the queen who uh did this we don't like it how much money would it take for you to come over here and do something and you know everyone has a price, so yeah. And I, I don't think they. So we're just lower than that. I don't think that was the carrot first. It was like, hey, because she also felt accepted. Again, she felt shunned by a cause that she, I wouldn't say yeah. passionate about, but she's like, they totally shunned me. And here's this group saying, we love you. Like, yeah. let us tell your story. Like, let's yeah. hear it. And then they also started giving her money. There was one interview that she was doing with Vanity Fair uh, that they interviewed, and, and the reporter put in there like, oh, she, she. And when we started this thing off, like when I initially called her about the interview, she was like, fine. Then she called back and said, you know, my fee is a thousand dollars like to do an interview. I for, almost forgot to tell you. And of course, the you know, vanity pair is like, we're not going to pay you. You either want to do the interview or not. Um, but yeah, she she definitely got kind of hooked. I think yeah. first was the acceptance. Like the, these folks actually want to hear my story. Yeah. They care about me. 
Uh, and then they started giving her money, and she's like, apparently there's some tax reports, like $400,000 she kind of accumulated over the course of all of this. So, and again, she wrote books wow. and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so her her position on abortion evolved. Also what evolved is her sexuality. Uh-huh. Um, she was a lesbian. <gasps> uh, her mom, so when I said her mom disapproved of her lifestyle, her mom disapproved of with her being women's. with so many women. Um, and so, and even her friends say, you know, there was one account that her, uh, an old coworker said, um, you know, when she worked at the bar, uh, she would wear jeans if the customer was girly and addressed if it, it was a cute butch, right? So she knew what she was doing. She was playing the field and, um, it's hard to say having a good time, but she was, she was, she was out there. Um, and Slay, uh, mama. she did have Honestly. also a partner for 35 years, a woman named Connie Gonzalez. Um, they both, Connie also kind of came up from a underprivileged family. Um, and when they first met, Connie was like, Hey, you need to stop getting pregnant. And so that you can try to make <laughs> something of your life. Um, but in the same manner, I need you to stop having I need you babies. To stop, just, you. Yeah. stop sleeping with men. <laughs> no more. Do not get a no penis, more penis inside. Yeah. Okay? No more babies. They lived together, like I said, for 35 years. Uh, eventually, Norma left uh, Connie when Connie got sick. She had a stroke, and um, but <laughs> so they they had interviewed her like after the stroke. Connie, as part of this Vanity Fair interview, and um, she was quoted as saying, "Oh yeah, Norma, she's a phony." Um, oh. So, yes. So in addition to this Damn. landmark case and the plaintiff being a lesbian, this case also has significance for our community because, um, you know, the this concept of the due process clause and the right to privacy was cited in several cases relevant to our community. Uh, we talked about Lawrence v. Texas, mm-hmm. and it's come up loosely in the in the marriage equality uh, um, uh, laws or Supreme Court cases as well. Um, but uh, in the Dobbs case, right, so this is the case that over in 2022, in June, uh, overturned Roe v. Wade. Clarence Thomas, and it's part of the concurring opinion. So one of the Supreme Court justices said, hey, um, you know, Roe was... Remarkably loose in its treatment of the constitutional text. It held that uh, abortion right, which is not mentioned in the Constitution, is part of a right to privacy, which is also not mentioned in the Constitution. Um, he said, because the Due Process Clause does not secure any substantive rights, it does not cure, secure a right to abortion, uh, yada, yada, yada. He says, then for the, basically says, and the court, and the court was in the majority opinion um, that, uh, blah, I forget who, who, who wrote it, Alito wrote, um, he's like, you know, they were saying, hey, we know we're saying all this, but does this not impact um, you know, gays' right to marry, does not impact, you know, interracial marriages, uh, so don't let, don't misconstrue anything, um, but... Uh, then Thomas came back Thomas said, said, wait, hold on. Yeah. Wait, he said, wait, no. He said, this opinion should be understood to cast doubt on precedents that did not concern abortion, um, he's, well, he said, I, I agree opinion, uh, that the opinion, uh, the Dobbs opinion should not, should be under, should not be understood to cast doubt on the precedents that do not concern abortion. But he said, for that reason, in future cases, we should reconsider all of the court's substantive due process precedents, including Griswold, Lawrence, which is, um, uh, contraception, the right to contraception, Lawrence. Uh, so the right, um, anti, the, uh, Lawrence v. Texas basically gets at anti-sodomy laws. Um, so our right to have sex legally mm-hmm. as gay men, Obergefell, which mm-hmm. is the right for uh, right for uh, LGBTQ people to, or same-sex couples to marry uh, at the federal level. So um, because any substantive due process decision is demonstrably erroneous, he says. So... 
this case that was decided 50 years ago, I think, has an interesting connection because of the to plaintiff. To where the direction of where we are currently. <laughs> right. To our community it's, for yeah. a variety of reasons. So I thought I would share that on this 50th anniversary um, of wow. Roe v. Wade. No, I mean, that's a good thing to share. It also just shows um, Which how not- deep rooted evangelicalism Mm -hmm. is evangelism there there, that's the proper way um is deep rooted in this american society Mm -hmm. and since the 40s and 50s when that just became the massive situation Mm -hmm. um just proves how deep-seated and destructive it is to progress because if you're a proper country you could be arguing about uh, tax wh- where people's money goes to. Oh, do we need more bike lanes? Do we need to fix the roads? Things like that. But instead, we're sitting here arguing: Do exactly. people yeah. deserve rights? Do yeah. human beings deserve to be able to do things? Period. Yeah. Whether you're black, white, gay, all the things. <laughs> yeah. Can you be a human being? And that, for some reason, is an argument to people. And I don't fucking understand it. Well, because religion has to step in and say, hey, I'm in charge. But but 250 years ago, the quote-unquote founding fathers said separation of church and state for a reason. Because they said, we don't give a fuck what the church is doing. This is how you run a country. But somehow evangelists came in and said, hey, let's, uh, let's you know, deep-seed our... You know, the lobbyists and all that shit to be like, oh, hey, how do we get people in charge to do what we want them to? Um, and that's how they manipulate their way and their grab, grabby little fingers. Uh, what, 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 uh, oily, oily, oily little finger, fingers. Oily little fingers oh, to get in there. Uh, just to be little shits is well, the best way I can describe and it. And even how, like, everything's, like you said, she wasn't the first, and, like, there was lots of, people you know lots of cases like how how things are handpicked to make fit like that's you know instead of like you said like being just for rights and being it's all has to be orchestrated it has to be the right person the right fit it has to be this many it has to be worded this way it has to be this kind of person you know she has to be white she has to be this like it's just instead of just being hey you can do this because you're human it has to I mean, that's unfortunately that's just, how the, our system works. That's what I'm right? saying. You I mean, it just goes, I mean, things. I don't think a lot of people realize how orchestrated this case would have, you know, like how much went behind the scenes went on to, to, <laughs> to get, get you to know, the case. Exactly. It discovered. wasn't just one person saying, I want this. It was yeah. like, she fit the needs of, it was probably she fit tens the, of thousands. Ex- they but found she the one was that the was one, like, this is exactly, exactly what we needed. Yeah. She, you know, and so she represented Especially the point that she didn't have to show up to any of these court cases yeah it's just we handled it bye yeah it's just it's <laughs> but you wonder if it would have been a person of color or like a woman of it color wouldn't they, have it wouldn't have gone through that, wouldn't i mean they knew not what, especially not in this early 70s <laughs> no, you you have to find a sympathetic like jury or, exactly um if you will um which is sad i mean it, it it's um i don't know it was today mentioned buddha judge's birthday so we put a post Yay recognizing that but the quote we used was like uh something to the effect of like oh it's sad that you know marriage equality is like in the balance of like one supreme court justice right or that one vote and you know again being gay married uh it is kind of like oh my yeah it's just sad that 
and people would advocate. I mean, we talked about the hundred plus, you know, anti-LGBTQ bills on the on the books, uh, or that are being proposed. That doesn't include the like the the anti-LGBTQ marriage law in Texas that exists already, right? So if the Supreme Court did want to overturn um, Obergefell. Uh, we'd be in a world to hurt uh, my husband and I to figure out like, are we still legally married? What does that mean with our kids? So, um, well, that, I mean, that goes back to like the example of California with Prop Eight. Did it nullify everything? Did it say in the books like yep. what happens? Yeah. And it's just again because there's a like, why are we even debating whether I can get married or any of us can get married or have children? It's why just, the fuck does it matter? Yeah, let's yeah. argue about taxes and where we spend our dollars. Not argue about people's human rights. I mean, that's what other countries that are more progressive than us. I mean, for example, New Zealand. We talked about this earlier before the podcast. They don't have this problem. They talk about where to spend their money and whether or not they need to charge as much for taxes. Mm -hmm. They don't argue about who deserves rights. They all have rights. Everyone has their rights. And that's not a conversation. Well, it's just more common sense. Like, it's just uh, even like like to, to tie in for those of you that weren't here prior to the podcast beginning that didn't understand why we brought that up. Oh, there's other listeners that weren't I, here in this group What's her last name? Because I always... Jacinda Arden. Arden, thank you. Because I want to say my old school, because I'm old, I want to say Jacinda Barrett because she was a real, a real housewife, a real, real world contestant. Oh, you're the worst. And who? Jacinda um, Arden. Uh, she's retiring essentially because, but retiring. but the reason she says is very common sense. She's like, I'm, I'm burnt tired. Out. I'm tired of <laughs> burnout. And if you feel this way, you shouldn't be doing the, the job, which yeah. I think is very big. I mean, like, but here we have people that can be 90, Senators 97 years old. years old. Exactly. Yeah. And they've been, they've been the pushing their agenda for 65 years, which is, fuck. yeah. And, and here she is saying, Hey, you know what? No, I'm tired. And I'm, you know, she's young. And she's like, no, she's let in it her be somebody. early forties, I think. Exactly, yeah, she was elected the the early, so she's o- late thirties, half the age of some of our our lawmakers, senators, exactly. Yes. And so I think you know, like it just goes to show that like other countries are just like, hey, this let's stay what's focused. You let's, know, let's say current, current. There you go, current. There you go. Well, okay, sorry. A lot. No, 50, I agree. Just Fifty years later, and this now it's been overturned, and now in that case again set precedent for a lot of other cases that could potentially be overturned, especially the way the Supreme Court is structured now. So, all it does is take some they ambitious, some ambitious lawyers uh, pulling together the right plaintiff to make it happen, and we've seen it. We see it in Colorado right now. Well, it happened a few years ago with this web, you know, web designer uh, challenging, hey, my religious freedoms. Uh, not that I want to make light of that, but you know, religious yeah. freedoms over equal rights for just people. Which right? is what yeah. I just said. Yep. Evangelicals so. have taken over and said, uh, my ideas on religion are more important than humans having rights on things. Um, speaking of rights, uh, you had a right to run 26.2 miles over the weekend. Why did you oh, do that? Oh, my word. Uh, insanity, craziness, absolute stupidity, uh, comedy. And how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I survived. I made it. I, I, I thrived, if you will. Um, and I got to have many people uh, come out and support me. Oh, that's oh, good. Yay. I got to see that's see some people, you. like my uh, friends and their daughters, come out. Well, oh, I was dear. talking to Spence about that today. I was like, are we raising online. our girls the right way? Because, uh, you know, we asked the girls to make posters for uh, Chris. Mm-hmm. And, and just um, oily. 
Uh, it, did. did they really? One of them yes! said. One of them, one of them said, did. One of them said, "Oily, you look slick." You look slick. So it was a little positive, right? Hey, you know? Slick they were that very means fast. You're yeah. gonna meet Tira. And Aww. the other one said, "Late," <laughs> because I was also running late, and the marathon was even funny because you you saw me at what mile twenty, mile twenty one, somewhere around there, yeah. uh, and that was uh, the best thing for me to see. But uh, see, but then you that that answers your question. Yes, you are doing it right because you're showing them that like that's what a relationship, that's what a community is. It's I need to send them. Yeah, I want to write them a note. I need to send them a note and say that how how much they're teaching to me. them how to serve, how to shade. Oh, yeah, but we could have been like, go, Chris, mm-hmm. which they did. I mean, that was their spin on it. Of course, mine was like, <laughs> be, we were like, be bitch, be so mean, <laughs> be mean. And I still gave them a hug. I was gross as hell too. That was Mile oily. twenty-one. Yeah, I was oily. Gave them a little side hug, and they were like. <laughs> well you can thank them and we can thank our sponsor economy works if you need help with marketing hire a freelancer need help building a website hire a freelancer you need help with benchmarking and analysis why not hire a freelancer economy works believes in the power of connection and wants to connect you with its talent network the talent network has over 1,000 years of experience and it's growing in hr marketing it accounting and other specialties economy works when we work the economy, economy works. works you can find out more at economyworks.com that's E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-O-R-K-S dot com. Wow. Speaking of bitchy. No, oh. she's not bitchy. No. She's fun. Deadpan. Deadpan. Deadpan's Ooh, the best Deadpan's way to describe it. a great it. way to describe her. Yeah, Very yes, great yes. way to describe it. Because I've said it three times in this thing. So you deal with it. Um, <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about Miss Plaza. Miss Aubrey Plaza. Miss Plaza. Yes. Um, uh, so apparently she's been in the talk of the town lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a new movie that she just produced and starred in that came out last year called Emily the Criminal. Um, Don't know. I, I haven't seen it, but Me apparently either. it's a thing. I did see the promo for it at some point. I'm like, oh, I guess that was out somewhere. That was a movie. That was a movie. Um, she also appeared in season two of the uh, very hit show White Lotus. <laughs> Um, and did <laughs> I... did very good on did did very well did good it doesn't matter she did good oh um, she was she was just great I haven't seen she season was really two. really good that's my uh, my Jennifer Donald Jennifer Trump Trump. Oh, my Jennifer. Jennifer see I can oh, tell I... it's spot on oh, well no because wow. I just had been I just had made been binge watch season one with me because I want to watch season I want two. To, yeah, I want and I'm to. like, we have to watch season one for even though I know it's not connected, but I'm like, we have to watch season one. So Oh she I mean there's the con- she's 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 the, she's both, the connection. Yeah. Well yeah, but it's not the same character. I mean I know yeah, we're talking to about watch one to see the other. Aubrey it is it is the same character. Shut up yeah. Coolidge is the same character. Yeah fucking season one and are season you two. S- yeah. Well, I've tried to avoid spoil. I have oh, not because, because I because I knew I that wanted to known, watch girl. it. But if you saw if you saw uh, I've seen smidgies. If I you know. saw her Golden Glo- like Jennifer Coolidge's yes. uh, oh Golden God. Globe acceptance award, yeah. then you I the know, spoiler. I know, but I don't know the plot line. Yeah. I just know that. Okay, anyway, sorry. It'll, I mean, it's good. But also, we know Aubrey Plaza from. Um, oh, yeah. But we're talking about Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer Coolidge can be another topic for another day. Uh, she should be. I love her. I can do it. I adore her. I mean, she's also not necessarily young, uh, like young people thing, but. No, no. Okay. Like she said in her acceptance speech, people didn't forgot about it. They she kept working. About her, yes, but now people are inviting me to all the barbecues. On the, on the all hill. the barbies. Yeah. They're inviting me to the hills. Oh. 
It's great, you I guys. Because oh, Jennifer Coolidge was in um, Legally Blonde, and then she wasn't in much after that. Uh, she well, was before alarm. then, she was in America, The American Pie. And she that said, was oh, when you were I an infant. That. She, and, and then she was like, if you still want to, she's still <laughs> ready. Do She'll again. be Stifler's mom. And like in the Jennifer home. Coolidge, one C, two O, and a whole lot of cool. I love her. <clears throat> Love her. But also, apparently, uh, Aubrey Plaza is hosting. Oh, yeah, Aubrey Plaza. The We're dead fan, not- Aubrey. I was oh, like, yeah. hold on. Let me change the topic real fast. Let me just go research. Uh, no, so uh, apparently, she's also hosting SNL this coming weekend, which is a huge coincidence. I want to say that. Because I asked you guys like a month ago. It's you did. Billy Eichner. Talking- he's listening to us. I know. And he's, he's doing he's this. Mad. influencing it. He's Because he's, he's I stealing asked all like of a month ago if I could research Aubrey Plaza. And here we are. And I had no idea that she was hosting SNL. Oh I had no God. idea. But here we are. Because we, you were talking about White Lotus and trying to get me to watch it. And I had watched it. And I was like, oh, Aubrey Plaza's Have on Have you that. watched it? Not yet. I mean, season I'm one sorry. or two. I've been busy. Have you watched season one? Like, I haven't watched anything. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, anyway. Oh go. my god. What even are you doing? Are you I even gay? I don't think so. I think. I've Have you seen the card. the movie with the thing that she was in the Christmas movie from last year? Oh. Yes. Are I'm you going to talk, talk about, about the happiest okay, season? Girl, calm mm-hmm. down. Okay, so as I, I thought we were talking about Jennifer Coolidge. I'm like, I don't remember that movie. <laughs> I don't know who's that Jennifer. No, she was in one too. She was in a gay one. She was. She was in the other gay one. Yeah, oh, and she was so good. She was good. She's a, He's gays. I don't understand why they're so obsessed with me. Right? I, I love it. I love okay, it. Okay, well, we're talking about Abby okay, Plaza. Sorry. We'll talk about Jennifer Coolidge next time. So, as I mentioned, Abby Plaza <laughs> is an actress, comedian. Sorry, She's Aubrey. apparently also a producer. Oh, All right. Uh, she is known for her deadpan. Mm-hmm. Uh, her deadpan style and that's like where she essentially came from but uh, for her uh, you know upbringing but where did she come from in general so she was born June 26th of 1984 June birthdays yes mama 84 84 wow. yeah oh, I thought she's she was younger the, than that she's not the same what, so does that make her the same sign as you what, she's, what sign she's is that not like? she's a cancer a cancer I am a Gemini <laughs> she's a cancer so Sign. what? Eighty four. She's so she's, she's twenty thirty eight. Thirty eight. Thirty eight. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, 30, so okay. uh, she was named after a song called Aubrey by a band called Bread. <gasps> My dad loves. Do you bread. guys remember Bread? <laughs> Shut up. It was no, in the seventies. No in the seventies. So, I don't know. I don't My know dad. Her. My parents. 77 is apparently when the song came out. So. I'm keto. I don't know bread. Oh, my God. I'm going to do carbs. Uh, so she's half Puerto Rican and is uh, raised. What's the other half? Uh, English and Irish. Okay. Uh, she was raised very Catholic, graduating from a Catholic all-girls school. But she also is quoted with saying that she grew up in a very open family and felt at home in community theater, which, of course, theater in our, okay. in my age of time, had very opening, uh, open. Open gay people that were out there just doing the most. That's R. I'm just kidding. Uh, So while she was in high school, she participated in productions. um, Because she's a producer. Yes. uh, With the Drama League. And she studied film at New York's University uh, Tisch School of Arts. Uh, She graduated in 2006 uh, from college. While she was in college, she began improv and sketch comedy with uh, none other than the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, oh, which I've already talked about before. I talked about you with did. Uh, I uh, that name. Uh, Fortune Theme Scene. Beamster. Um, Beamster. Beamster. I was mm-hmm. so close. Um, Kiki Palmerstein. Kiki Palmer. Azalea Banks. Yeah, obviously. Kiki Palmer. 
so she like that. That's a, a big name uh, that she was able to work <laughs> you with. Can't pronounce. Uh, yeah, no, not her. Oh, the other one. The, the up, yes, up, up, upright citizen up, brigade no, theater. I said upbeat. Sorry. Uh, it's launched many <laughs> careers of many comedians and actors. Uh, and it's also partially owned and run by none other than Amy Poehler, oh, um, we love which her. we're mm-hmm. getting into. Oh, uh, she's great. Oh, I, oh she, okay, Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, oh, so, you want to have an interview? Hi, thank you for. I love Aubrey. She's a gem. She's really. She's really Wow. You're not gonna get off of it. You're gonna keep going with it. No, I'm gonna say you're great because you see that where her. Where her uh, I haven't talked about the end. Don't spoil oh. it. <laughs> where her uh, spoiler her, alert. Spoiler. Her interview where she said her dream role is to be a mermaid or a uh, dolphin. Oh, Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. <laughs> she was wasted as fuck. Wouldn't you be? Oh, I absolutely. I, I was know, probably when I was show, watching. Yes, at an award show, I'd be like, I'm winning an award. <laughs> I am she so knew she was going to win. So Aubrey Plaza. Even if I didn't win an award, I'd be wasted. Same. Because they- which. That's coming up in this too. You being wasted? No, not me. Miss oh. um, Aubrey. Uh, but before we get there, she did have a stroke while she was in college. Oh shit! Um, so in 2004, Who, no Aubrey. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Aubrey Plaza suffered from a stroke in 2004 ish. Didn't say a year. Uh, where she had temporary paralysis and uh, suffered from uh, aphasia. Uh, oh, that's where you can't talk, right? Yeah, like so like you could try to you give words, it, yeah. but the words are not words, and like it just Peppa. you were doing. Uh, it. Uh, that's what Bruce Peppa. Willis has. Peppa Aphasia. Oh, I thought we were gonna say Peppa Pig. Peppa Aphasia. Um, no, no. Oh, I get it now. Tell I'm, him what I'm a beat with. behind. No, I was talking about Bruce. Well, because I was busy referencing Bruce Willis with aphasia. That's why he retired. Anywho, go on. Anyways, so she began working after college with uh, NBC. Uh, she worked as a page after like a lot of in- internships and stuff like that. Uh, and then she started playing with uh, different acting roles. Uh, one of the first acting roles that she got, she worked as Seth Rogen's love interest in 2009's Funny People. Never heard of it. Nope. Um, but with working with Seth Rogen, I mean, like that's a he was a big name back in the, oh, the early two thousand nine wow. or late two thousand nine. Seth Rogen. Uh, he got really high and moved to Canada. And <gasps> he's Canadian. He is Canadian. Canadian. Oh, so he moved home. Okay, moved yeah. home. Yeah, okay. he's in Vancouver and just oh, okay. uh, high okay. all the time. Oh, um, by the way, it was not a funny joke for me to. Do Peppa aphasia? I just worth noting that it was a it's Peppa labasia. It's Peppa labasia. I knew what you said. I know, but I'm just saying. Oh, but when I got it, when I got it, it was funny as hell. What I'm saying is not something that is. You know, we don't make fun of people with disabilities. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Okay, that's a good track. We don't do that. We're sensitive. We don't do that. We're sensitive to that. Okay, Um, we are inclusive. She also appeared. I'm glad she's doing better. Yes, we all. uh, She also appeared in Scott. Now we have to donate money to the. Stroke, yeah, the project. Aphasia. The stroke oh, project. Geez. Oh my god, <laughs> they're coming for us. That sounds something different. It's supposed to be a gay podcast. Like something you saw on like oh bros. The stroke project. <laughs> okay, we're not getting. Where's this. that project, Billy Eichner? We're that's not a, getting this museum after all, are we? <laughs> That's on a that's an adult video. That's Stop after touching dark. me! Oh, that's oh, a toy. <laughs> that's the Stroke Project. That's, that's, that's a toy. The, the sequel. All right. She. Uh, anyway, so she uh, also appeared in Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which Never is like a cult it. classic now. 
It, no, it's like my, my generation's oh, cult shit. class. Well, thanks a lot. For I've that. never seen it, but apparently, like <laughs> young people, <laughs> youngish, youngish people, uh, have seen this and love it. Um, college humor was really popular back when I was in college. Um, <laughs> surprise! That tracks. Uh, that tracks. It does. It tracks. Uh, she appeared in College Humor, uh, short along Jason Bateman and Will Arnett, oh, who at that Bateman. time was oh. married to Amy Poehler. Uh-huh. So uh, oh, they're she not was married anymore. They're... No, baby, they <gasps> broke up in like oh. 2012. Oh, been divorced shit. a long time. They, they, been, oh, yeah, she's she's very not with him anymore. I probably knew that, but didn't know. I think I they're still friendly. I kind of no, they were friendly. Yeah. Like, oh. I know, like I listened to that podcast. Well, He's when you're two comedians, you kind of have to. Someone with Bateman and Sean Hayes and Will Arnett. That's very fun podcast actually the three of them together do you, do you listen to it no but that sounds yeah, fun. sounds like a great combination anyways so her big break came from uh parks and rec creation parks and rec <laughs> as we all know it's technically called parks and recreation calm down um tv show ran from 2009 2015 uh she received universal praise through the entire show for her performance as a deadpan employee uh, she was apparently referred to as one of these show's breakout characters. Her and Donna Meagle or uh, Retta were like two of the biggest ones that were like, where the fuck did you come from? And like, that. thank you. <laughs> we're going to have this conversation later off the podcast so I can yell at you <laughs> off microphone. But uh, anyways, so uh, that was one of her biggest roles. And she received numerous uh, nominations and won nominations Yay. for awards that are not like you know the typical award shows that we see gold no no but like she won the glad award it wasn't gold gloves it wasn't glad it wasn't you know uh, Oscars but it was uh, you know uh, script writers theater and you know academy not not academy award but yeah it was award the Houston Chronicle uh, yeah like they were comedy series they were they they were comedic like you know off off microphone Um, but she did win awards. just trust me. <laughs> she won lots of awards. She won lots of awards. Um, so then her career has a lot, especially the beginning of her career, has a lot of like appearances. And like she was there. And that's kind of, while she was also on Barks and Rec. While you were on this like major TV show that has uh, become very popular, you don't necessarily have the most yeah. time to do a million other things. Uh, she did some appearances on things like Portlandia. Uh, mm-hmm. Next Food Network star. She mm-hmm. was on a lot of college humor sketches. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2012, she earned her first starring role in a major film <gasps> alongside someone named Mark Duplass. Uh, Duplass. Duplass in comedy uh, called Safety Not Guaranteed. Uh, she played Darius, a jaded intern who answers a curious want ad seeking a companion for the first time uh, for a time traveling adventure uh her performance in the film was apparently critically acclaimed um she's won awards uh like the breakthrough female at the 2012 young hollywood awards um 2013 she yeah uh, yeah that's Sorry. in parentheses it has y-a-h yaha <laughs> so, i love that notes. you said it as like a you're welcome. got it um so then she has been on Drunk History. Have you guys seen Drunk History? Oh, I love Drunk I History. I love Drunk History. She's been on Drunk History. That's like, what this podcast is, right? Essentially. Yes. It, drunk Gay History. Uh, well, DGH. this is Drunk History talking about Drunk History. 
Uh, she was apparently critically acclaimed for her role as Sacagawea in Drunk History. Because you know how there's the people who read the history uh-huh. and there's the people who perform the Drunk History? And she's performed the Drunk History. She's done uh, Sacagawea. She's done... Uh, she played a man later on... And I, uh, Aaron Burr. She played Aaron Burr <laughs> as Hamilton. She I played, think I've seen that one. She played Cleopatra. No, uh, I've seen her as Sacagawea. It is so fucking funny and mind you it really also depends on the person who's drunk and talking whether or not they're (laughs) they're actually you know kind of funny but the people who are acting the things out that the drunk person is saying also add to it and oh my god it's so funny so you need to add the Sacagawea you need the Cleopatra and you need to add the Aaron Burr because I've definitely seen the Aaron Burr one and it's very funny add it to your YouTube playlist add it add it um so in 2013, so. she had a starring role in uh, CBS film The To Do List. Uh, she had an impromptu attempt to promote this film. So, as we were talking about earlier about being drunk on award shows, uh, she apparently ran onto stage and grabbed Will Ferrell's MTV Movie Award for oh. uh, Comedic Genius with the film's name written across her chest and a drink in her hand. And that resulted in her being rejected from the studio lot at which the ceremony was held. So, well, I mean, so she ran on with a thing. It's like, yeah, here's my film that I'm doing, and you know, she seems a little bit poor taste in me. But... Yeah, but she's also crazy, well, which is a whole thing. That's a real shtick. Yeah. So, well, that's just going to show you. Don't slap people on no, stage. Read the I'm room. Kidding. Yeah, not to him. Um, so Plaza also well, she voiced. She was trying to get the room to read her. There you go. And read her tits. They said no. They said nar. 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 So, uh... Oh, came around. Aww. <laughs> uh, so she also voiced Grumpy Cat in Lifetime Network's original movie, Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever. I remember when this came out. Uh, it's just when I was in college. It's 2014. How long were you in college? A long time. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, 14 years. <laughs> uh, the entire time Parks and Rec was going on, shut up. Anyways, uh... <laughs> And what are you doing now with that degree? I'm kidding. Oh! <laughs> oh not as much as Teaching reason. people! Oh! oh. Damn. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're teaching people every week with this podcast. Every oh, I'm teaching oh. history. Let's open a museum. <gasps> Let's do it. <laughs> um, so she, she voiced Grumpy Cat, which is the, the lead role in this movie. Um, and you guys remember Grumpy Cat. That was the big thing, the memes mm-hmm. back in the early 2010s. Wait, Grumpy they made Cat. a movie out of that? Yeah. What? Never seen it. You remember that? No. Yeah, they made a full I feel like she's movie the most popular people. I feel like she's the most popular the person we've never fucking seen. Uh, Aubrey Plaza, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. 100% correct. Okay. 100%. Um, she starred in uh, Mike and Dave Need, a, Need nope. Wedding Dates, starring mm-hmm. Zac Efron, Anna Kendrick, and Adam Devine. Like, these are big names. Like, all together. The film was released Whipper in... Whippersnapper segment. Got it? So it's oh, like... you haven't heard of these people? Zach no, I Efron? have, but, but they're, they're, they're like that. It's, it's, a, it's a different layer of... You're not talking you Elizabeth that? Taylor. Barbara oh Streisand. Yes. You're not... Anna Kendrick's a gay icon. What? Oh, my God. Okay. Because she does Young the thing gay with cups? icon? Because she does the thing with cups? <gasps> That's, that's two girls, one ago. cup. And <laughs> that's been debunked. And also, okay. there was, in the film uh, Pitch Perfect, there was multiple girls, one cup, okay? 
So uh, the film was released on they July. Were cups. Yeah, they were D cups. <laughs> oh, on July, yeah. it, it was the fortune. No, it wasn't for it. Was, uh, <laughs> she's lesbian now. Right? Uh, she, um, River uh, Rebel Wilson. Yeah. She's a lesbian, right? Almost said River Phoenix. Oh, yeah, she, she is. She's married with a baby she's, now. She All of a sudden, to a woman. She, she came out. Woman. Well, in lesbian, she, came, she out. came out, got married, had a baby. Rebel Wilson. All next. within like three Let's do months. It. Rebel Wilson. <gasps> That's we were, my next we were all thinking it. We were all thinking it, mm-hmm. which is what they already say in the movie. I love it. Um, there's a lot of lesbians that come out of that movie. Hey, I like the burrito part. That's my yes. favorite thing. Okay. I love it. Every time uh, I eat a burrito, been, I have to say. Wait, shot so, so she played a lesbian food? on the movie? No, no, no. She was not a lesbian. I thought there was a... Like, Adam she... Devine was her... Uh, oh, no. We're talking about Audrey. You're going back to Aubrey Plaza. Oh. So, yep. I was, I was still on... Uh, no, Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson in the movie Pitch Perfect. She her love interest was Adam Devine. I thought she had a. I thought she had another really cute movie where she it was there was a guy and it was a romantic comedy. It was funny. Wasn't there a lesbian? Where she 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 made lesbian joke. What what is the movie? There was a lesbian. She, she said, she was the, "Oh, we we were all thinking it is it was her." Rebel. That was her. She said that. They also said that in Bridesmaid. She said, "Oh, there it is." No. <laughs> oh, she didn't say. It. Yeah, it wasn't her. Lesbians, we were all Hold thinking on, that I, was. What is the movie I'm thinking right. of? Where she's Thank in that you. thing? Thank you. I'm I'm misquoting my <clears throat> new gay icon movies. <laughs> You're getting your rebels, Miss Wilson. <clears throat> no, that's not even it. Anyways, okay. So, um, in 2016, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, she portrayed Aaron Burr in the Hamilton episode of Drunk History. Uh, that same year, she also provided a a guest voice for SpongeBob SquarePants. In the episode Mall Girl Pearl. Isn't it romantic? That's with, the Rebel Wilson movie. Sorry. With Betty White. <gasps> the same episode. Oh, Queen. Miss Aubrey Plaza and Betty White are are voicing together in this episode of SpongeBob, of all things, which I think is it. hilarious. She's also voiced Simpsons. 2016, she uh, judged on RuPaul's Drag Race All Star Season 2. Uh, she's quoted with saying, This is the best day of my life. Tomorrow I'm killing myself. Um, you can't say that. I know we're not oh, supposed to, no. but that's what she said. So, uh, the, she also played the role of Cat Adams, which was a contract killer in season of eleven of uh, Criminal Minds. She also restored that role in season twelve and fifteen. So they did not kill her off. She was still there. Hey. In twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. she. There's a lot of things in between this, but there were a lot of things that it was like, uh, I have absolutely never heard of this. Uh, and there were things that I was like, okay, well, I've heard of this on, you know, the gay Twitter. So let me talk about it. So 2017, she starred and produced two films called The Little Hours and uh, Ingrid Goes West. Uh, Ingrid Goes West starred Elizabeth Olsen, which is, as our Marvel fans know, she is the Scarlet Witch. So, um, But not with Selma Hayek. No, Selma okay. Hayek was not in this. I'm okay. so sorry. The boobs were not present. Uh, but Elizabeth Olsen and her apparently created a very fun bond together and throughout their like uh, media presence together it was very much like um, are they? Le- yes it was <gasps> It was very that no. like what's uh, what's oh. going on there because they Love were very um, uh, like well she'll just randomly show up my house to practice lines and it's 2 o'clock in the morning and here's just Aubrey uh, but I love her to death and it's like Lizzie, you need to call police because <laughs> that's a bad thing. Anyways, um, so they had a great bond. Uh, it was announced that she would star in an in indie film coming uh, a comedy 
uh, called An Evening with uh, Beverly Luff Lynn mm-hmm. in 2018. But back to the Little Hours. Uh, if you have not seen the Little Hours, it is so stupid. Stupid funny or stupid don't watch it? Funny. Okay. It's a waste of your time, but it is so funny. Like, it's about like a like oh, a yeah, nine, I've seen that one. Yeah. A 1400, 1500s like <laughs> church situation. Uh, and it's like a little monastery in Europe somewhere. It doesn't fucking matter where it is. <laughs> uh, and she's there. Fred Armistead is there. There's a I bunch like of other him. comedians that are there. Um, and it's just so stupid. It's very funny. Uh, it takes a minute to kind of get into it, but it's it's just stupid. Uh, and she was that was one of her first productions she did, and it's very funny. So if you want to take the time and waste an hour and a half, an hour forty five, do it. Oh, You'll love time. your life afterwards. Um, so then she also played the Shadow King in uh, the FX series Legion from yeah. twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen. Apparently, that's a big show that's going around that people still talk about right now, and so I guess I have to watch it now because. Miss Aubrey's in it. 2020, she produced and starred in Black Bear. Nope. Which is apparently a big thing. And then also played a large role in uh, a, a show called, not show, a movie. Because <laughs> that's what they call them. A mover. Mm-hmm. What, what are they called? Movers. Uh, called The Happiest Season. Oh, here's um, where I tag in on this. Which okay, was uh, LGBTQ plus film mm-hmm. starring uh, Kristen Stewart as the main role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aubrey Plaza played a uh, an interest. I want to say Le- I, I want to say a love interest. She was someone who had sexual tension towards the main interest. character. Uh, oh, a lesbian interest. I just can't remember le- the new oh, word. Because oh. my next word was come lesbian on lesbians. Interest. But okay. uh, I love a lesbian interest. Uh, because she was it was very good in that movie. Kristen Stewart uh, went to go visit uh, a her, person's small town. The person that she her, is her with. partner. Partner, yes. Uh, small town. But she had to be closeted. She had to be closeted. Mm-hmm. And the person that she was with started bonding with her ex-man. Ex-man, yeah. In a non-sexual manner. Not and to not, spoil but, you, but like but bonding like and catching years, up. Whatever. And so then the person that was there as the quote-unquote friend... Found another person who was an out lesbian, which is Aubrey Aubrey Plaza. Plaza. And Aubrey's like, why the fuck is this going on? So there was sexual tension there Mm -hmm. before then, of course, Kristen gets and and reconvenes with her Mm -hmm. actual partner. That girl from from San Jacinto. If you watch the movie and if you're on my side, uh, Kristen should have 100% left her girl and be like, no, 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 no. Let's go to we're no. Going with she Aubrey. did the right thing. You no. don't always have to leave for the other person. No, because if you watch that movie, that girl was not treating her right. Because she wasn't ready. You have to respect it. No, no, um, no. I don't think so. We'll I just talk about this another time. Anyways, so we all send you to Pero. Well, that's the the love interest that was the episode of Black Mirror. So I'm sorry, that was my Tourette. That's not important. So. Uh, it's past Christmas, uh-huh. so we'll have to wait until uh, next Christmas to oh, talk shit. about it, okay? Because okay. I don't watch holiday good, movies though. afterwards. That's ghost. It's, okay, we don't do it's, that. it's always Christmas it's, in my heart. Oh, okay. It's like white shoes. Okay, Santa Claus, day. sit down. Oh, oh. I'm old. Oh, and gray. And gray. And gray. It's a good movie. Three reads at one time, it's Mama. It's a good movie, Ages. It is actually a good so movie. Now, so now I'm I'm with you here now. I liked it. it was I a, that finally was a good know movie. who Aubrey Plaza is now. So Colorist. Aubrey 
Plaza also apparently wrote a children's book in 2021 called The Legend of Christmas Witch. Uh, I have seen that. I have not read it. I think that's funny that she read because she think she always thinks she's a, a witch. She's always called herself a witch. What do you think? Very Stevie Nicks. <gasps> Essentially. Oh, I love. But that she Stevie she's Nicks. like a self proclaimed witch. Okay. Uh, so Stevie Nicks. Well, there you uh-huh, go. There you go. Uh, so she also produced and starred in the new film in 2022, <gasps> uh, Emily the Criminal, no. which apparently premiered at uh, the Sundance Film Festival. Uh, it was also announced in January of 2022 that she would uh, star in. Uh, the White Lotus season two, which we know is she did. Is this Emily show she on played... any kind of streaming? Like, where can I watch that? Twenty twenty two. That's like a year old. I don't they know. ain't. They ain't a sponsor here. What you? Emily the Criminal. Here? I don't know. Uh, it it only received own. like no. seven stars. No. So like, out of how many? You can Ten. See it. You can see oh well, that's it. not bad. That's passing. You can see it on Netflix. Okay. Can, yeah. Okay. Netflix. Okay. Emily the Netflix. Criminal. She produced and started. So see what she does. Oh God. Multitasking um, too. Let me know what she does. So. She also played, like I said, uh, uh, White Lotus. She played Harper. She's a lawyer vacation in Sicily with her husband, Ethan, who's been to Will Sharp. And let me know Will Sharp. Oh, shit. Now I've been to Will Sharp. On a side note, I mean, her... Sharp. One of the other people on season two of White Lotus, Theo James. Theo. No. Hold on. These, I can the, only look up one. No, that's a different one. Will but Theo James, uh, an attractive man, uh, is getting um, proposed to. Uh, that guy? Uh, yes, him. Uh, he's getting uh, teed up to potentially a rumor to be uh, play George Michael. <gasps> in a, oh, I wanted to talk about this. And some. It is not. It's, and it's Adam, Lambert came Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert. It's Adam Lambert he is came for him. He's mad. Uh-huh. He said, "Oh, great! Another." He said, "Tweeted something." Another like, straight person that is taking a, a role that can be a gay person. Uh-huh. But, you know, if there was going to be a, gay, a straight man, I mean, I, I don't. Theo James is not a man. Theo James, Theo James could get it. Theo uh, James. I gotta Google him. Hold on, keep going. I'm listening. So, of course, who would you know? Oh, I recognize him. Where is he? I'm sorry. No, you're oh, okay. divergent. I got. I know. No one cares about Abby Plaza's. No, I do. I like her. <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge. I'm excited about her being Jennifer on, Coolidge on SNL. So, anyway, I'm just kidding. She, I bet she's gonna be very she's good. Gonna, on she did a promo with Chloe Fine and they were doing. It was yes. So oh God, funny. I saw that today. So funny. Very good. That's very why good, I knew. Good. I saw it today, and I was like, Oh, she's like SNL. This is fucking funny. I loved it. Yes. Uh, so just to bring things back to Salma Hayek. Uh, in November, <laughs> in November of 2022, uh, Plaza was cast in an undisclosed role, which everyone <gasps> has now discovered. She is in the Disney Plus series Agatha Coven <gasps> of Chaos. I love which the is Agatha in- Lady. I've never, I don't know who she is. Catherine though. Hahn. Yeah, but is I don't that know another one we need to talk about? Oh, I recognize her. her from another thing, and I, I Catherine Hahn is an iconic gay person. And by that, I mean she is an iconic gay icon. I don't know that she's gay, How? but she's iconic. From she has why? played so many roles. Where do I recognize? I, I know her. What and is I, this movie? Oh, from the Agatha, Bad Mom series. Agatha Coven of Chaos is a spinoff mm-hmm. series from, from the Scarlet Witch. WandaVision. Scarlet Witch is not a movie. It's not a dip. It's not a, it's not a, but it's the same person, right? Elizabeth Olsen is the Scarlet See, Witch, and we discover at the end of WandaVision that she is. Literally the last, like, ten minutes. But we already know going into it, because I recognize her from the movies. 
Right. See, this is that's not this is, how you're supposed to watch all these things. That this is Marvel's problem. When you put out 87 movies and shows a year, they're I cannot fucking keep up. They're slowing down, baby. They're up. slowing down. Because they need to do one on a year. Purpose, on one purpose. a year. No, that's one too, a year. That's too, too one a year. I can't keep up with this shit. Anyways, everybody's got a series. Apparently, everyone that you know and everyone you love is going to become a Marvel cinematic. Exactly. Universe, I'm so. in a Marvel movie. I just have yet to study my lines. Yes. Anyways. Mm-hmm. No, that's all. That's that's that's, that's it. a tweet. All right, so uh, <laughs> Billy Eichner is going to be stealing so our idea now. Yes, so they're going to be like, oh, Billy Eichner in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, he plays the first gay superhero that opens yeah. a museum. Just add to it. Or you can be certain people. His superpower is You can be certain people and play two characters, <gasps> and then it becomes all sorts of confusing. Uh, one of the characters that was uh, opposite of Salma Hayek. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, she played two characters as well in uh, Marvels, and they're like, "Whoa, we need you." Yeah, very interesting. Uh, so anyways, uh, so ending with Aubrey. Okay. Uh, let's talk about why I talk about her, not just because I wanted she's to. Not to te- I I, I actually forgot that she was in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and then of course that happened. I was like, "Oh." I what is she this. in again? She was in the in the in the. She's Wanda? going to be in a new thing. So she's she not been not, in it before. She is not. Okay, no. so brand new character, not brand okay. new character. Yes, she's not been in any movie. Okay, Correct. so she's got her own promo, Marvel series now. Not, there's not even a promo. If you see the people who are casting it right now, you're like, this is super gay. But there's definitely for homos. Oh, oh a promo, absolutely. A promo for, for the homos. Promo for homos. Oh. Uh, Catherine Hahn, Abby Plaza, another gay person. Oh, like, another. I love that it's person. just out there. And I'm okay. like, you guys are gay. Anyway, so why am I talking about Aubrey? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, she's so been in a relationship since 2011 with, with a writer and director <gasps> named... Jeff Baina. Oh. Uh, I don't know her. And in 2021, revealed that they are married, calling him her husband in Instagram. But. In a 2016 interview, Plaza stated, oh yeah, I don't mind. I know I have an androgynous thing going on, and there's something masculine about my energy. Girls I can are, see that. Girls are into me. That's no secret. And hey, I'm into them too. <gasps> I fall in love with no. girls and guys. I can't help it. Good for her. I feel like I operate in an old school way that only old, uh, only gays truly understand. So for me, it's the ultimate compliment. My tastes are like an older gay man's, and I think that's who I really am. Like, I grew up obsessed with Julie Garland. and She's an old, she's an old queen. And I was also obsessed with how much she meant to her following. So, I just have to say, after all that, bisexual icon, yes, mama. Oh, um, you know what, Aubrey I can see, Plaza. though, because there are not a lot of, Aubrey I mean, Plaza. her, her that, that dry delivery, that Dead deadpan, pan. thank you, is, <laughs> is not really a very commonly found in a female actress no because they look at and they're like you look pissed it's yeah not exactly you look like a bitch yeah, it's not funny like yeah it's 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 a different yeah so i could see that being a very like gender gays bringing queer, her up. gender fuck yeah. kind of kind of and the fact that like her. she got her major upbringing in in 2009 2010 with parks and rec and being that deadpan situation and it was like, okay, let's elevate that and make it because gays, that's how we do comedy. It's like, oh, girl, you don't look no, so good true. right now. That's true. Ah! 
Ah! Like, I guess I'm going to have to not watch Gays, Park and, Gays and Rec. Park and Rec is very funny. I do want to see her do something that's not deadpan. There are plenty of examples. Such as? Uh, you didn't, Little Hours was not, The Little Hours not? No, it's not uh, the same. Apparently the Ing, uh, Ingrid Goes West is uh, okay. like, more comedy. I do, I mean, I like her, I'm a fan, so I just want to see something like... The like, Black Bear is even, apparently a very serious even one. Even like White Lotus, I was still kind of like, that still tracks with a little bit of like the her Parks and Rec vibe. Yeah, vibe of, and, her, and the vibe she gives off in interviews. I mean, she she has very deadpan, like... And sarcastic. Uh, sarcastic. Doing that with the uh, SNL promo. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was on Drew Barrymore's talk show recently. And Drew it was Barrymore. a bit of like, a, you know, she's like, I, I just want to lay in your chest sort of thing. It was very... Oh, Drew. It was very... Uh, no, Aubrey. I know. Aubrey so Drew. Good for yeah. Drew on this one. It was very... It was very lessy. Yeah. Oh. Got the people, the gays Well, talking. she's like... As one of my said, favorite things very... she ever did, which is hilarious to me, was that there was a Jimmy Fallon episode after... Park, the after, It was after Parks and Rec finished, like as a season finale. <laughs> and then it was Jimmy Fallon's episode, like right after that. They had the cast of Parks and Rec... And at the very end of Jimmy Fallon, they're all like waving goodbye. And her and one of the oldest members of Parks and Rec just made out on stage. And they're just like going to town on each other. I'm like, all right. Love it. Love you guys. <laughs> As Jim O'Hare, that's his name. Uh, it was very funny. Very funny. You should watch Parks and Rec. <laughs> uh, how many Anyways, seasons is it? It's seven. But it oh, goes, seven seasons. But the episodes Shit. are 22, ep- uh, 22 minutes. It goes by Watch very it fast. at two times speed. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, like, actually, if you did that, Leslie, you would not seasons. understand Leslie Nope at all. Seven. That's a lot. I don't know. People, Girl. Still, people understand you and they play our podcast two that's times true. speed. They're like, you're talking normal Us speed. on two. You're right. Is no, you on two. normal speed. And <laughs> hey, that's like listening to a fucking no. chipmunk. Oh, my God. Do I talk that fast? Yeah. No, I'm saying I there's do. not a difference uh, yeah. between you and a chipmunk. When you're talking two times speed, it it, it sounds the same because you're talking so fast. Like two times speed is fast, but like it'll it'll but for you it's zero times speed. It'll do for me because I'm like <laughs> I'm talking very slowly. Yes. You know, I'm talking like like I really love. And this now podcast, I can actually understand Chris talk right now because oh, you guys, I really love this podcast. I like imagine this like podcast. slow down your your other podcast, your sister podcast. You mean our spooky podcast? The episodes would be like eight hours an episode just to hear you talk at normal speed. normal speed. That would be a sad thing. But you can find us at rspoopypodcast.com. Rspoopypodcast. On, uh, I'm trying so hard to do that seamless Instagram, our spoopy on Twitter and our spoop on Facebook. That is our so spoopy podcast at gmail.com. You're doing a lot better at it. Uh, I am because I don't announce it. Anymore. Yeah, you don't say, uh, now I'm doing a segue. <laughs> Let's do a segue to this corporate segment. <laughs> now we'll segue to the end. Thank you for listening to our podcast and kikiing with us. Especially thank you to the guy who keeps our sound in check, Spencer. Um, he gets these episodes out every week. Make mm-hmm. sure that they're in proper form. Um, if you want to continue to listen to us, hit that subscribe button. Uh, you can also visit our website at let's talk about gay stuff, uh, dot com. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, Facebook and Instagram at let's talk about gay stuff and on Twitter at talk gay stuff. Uh, why do you want to do that? Because we give you a daily dose mm-hmm. in LGBTQ plus history. So we've been keeping that on for four years coming. Oh my gosh. Wow. Four years. Hello. 
um, yeah, if you don't want to, I mean, feel free to DM us, write in the comments. We always appreciate the feedback, the stories, the things you relate, the things you don't agree with in some of those posts. They're always fun. But if you don't want to do it in public, don't want to send us a DM, you can also send us an email at letstalkaboutgaystuff at gmail.com. All right, we're all here part of the Listen Works Network. And with that, we're here. We're queer. Get used to it.